speak truth to life. Tell your story, tell your song, tell your truth. It's all about you. Speak truth to life with your host, Pam Osby. Here on this platform, I talk about society and culture ripping from the headlines, pop culture and stories of interest. Today's story is not one that's new, and it's been a part of the American culture to some people who have chosen to utilize their hatred to hurt others using guns and other weapons. And this story is not one that I take any pleasure in discussing, but is one nonetheless. Before I begin, just wanted to send my healing thoughts, love, and prayers to the Buffalo, New York community where there was a a shooting over the weekend. Um, 13 people were shot. 10 people perished by the actions of an individual who um, felt like they needed to go and kill other people who they're not used to. Um, And this is just a shame because who hasn't gone into a store to go shopping? Let's start there. A lot of these individuals at Top Supermarket in Buffalo, New York, they're all different victims ranging, uh, aging, the the, the ages range from 20 past the age of 60. Some of the victims, they were just there to do different things. One uh, 77-year-old victim, she was there um, shopping for food for a food pantry. For 25 years, this uh, Buffalo resident had taken her time, efforts, resources, money to give back to the community. Another individual popped into the store to get a birthday cake for his three-year-old son. One individual was a former cop that was the security guard. And I could go on and on. This is, let me start from the beginning. Um hear what we know so far. On Saturday afternoon, a white gunman in military gear attacked shoppers and workers at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York. Pretty much another black person and two white people were wounded. This is a shame. Not only did this individual go and shoot up the grocery store, they came into it wearing body armor and having um, live streamed it with a helmet camera so everybody could see what he was doing. Um, he opened fire around 2.30 p.m. Saturday outside the Tops Friendly Market. The supermarket was in a predominantly black neighborhood of Buffalo. Please note, just because it's a black neighborhood doesn't mean everyone that he was aiming to eradicate and shoot and kill we're going to be black at the, the supermarket. In fact, at one point, he trained his gun on a white person that was cowering behind a checkout counter and said sorry and didn't shoot that person. 
and and people have been circulating the live stream video. I did not look at it because I cannot I cannot look at that. Um, <laughs> but police confronted this gunman. He put his rival to his own neck, but he did not kill himself. He surrendered and dropped the gun with coaxing from the officers. Police identify the gunman. His name is Peyton Grindon. He lived in, he lives or is from Conklin, New York. Conklin's a small town uh, about 200 miles outside of southeast of Buffalo and closer to the Pennsylvania state line. His gun was purchased legally. The magazines he used for ammunition were not allowed to be sold in New York, which meant he either ordered it online or got it elsewhere. Um, is prior to him doing these actions, this individual um, had a document that was widely circulated on the internet of his racist, anti-immigrant, and anti-Semitic uh, beliefs. He had the desire to drive all people not of European descent from the U.S. And it also drew inspiration from a gunman who killed 51 people at two mosques in Church, Christ Church, New Zealand in 2019. The authority said he researched local demographics and conducted re recon. He actually, the day before the supermarket attack, he actually was in the neighborhood to to look and see who's coming in the store and he probably assumed you know the victims were going to be all black i will say he did take out quite a few black people okay let's talk about the victims age uh, ranging in age from 20 to 86 years old um the 10 include Aaron Salter. He was a retired buffalo police officer and worked as security guard at the store he fired uh, multiple shots at the assailant, striking his body armor at least once, although the bullet did not pierce. Officials call him a hero who saved lives by running toward danger. A local resident said he cared about the community and looked after the store. Ruth Whitford, eight, age 86. She was picking up groceries after visiting her husband at a nursing home, as she did every day. She was a mother of retired Buffalo Fire um, Commissioner Garnell Whit Whitfield, who told the police uh, the Buffalo News Quote, she was a mother to the motherless and a blessing to us all. He attributed his mother's strength and commitment to family, to her religious faith. Catherine Massey, 72 years old, was killed while shopping. You know, just shopping in the store. Hayward Patterson, 67, was a deacon at a nearby church. He'd gone to the church soup kitchen before heading to the supermarket where he'd offer an informal taxi service and would drive people home with their bags. Other people um, that perished in the shooting was Roberta A. Drury, age 32, Margus Morrison, 52, and Andre McNeil, 53, Ger uh, Geraldine Talley, age 62, Celestine Cheney, age 65, Pearl Young, 77. The, inju the injured include Zare Goodman, age 20, Jennifer Warrington, age 50, and Christopher Braden, age 55. What did he use? This young man brought an AR-15 style rifle used in the shooting. In, um, and that's what he did. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a shame. 
Uh, I, I don't even know why we constantly have to have these conversations about why this should not happen. But America has a thirst and, and lust for guns and violence. Um, and there's been a lot of rhetoric around white replacement theory. And <laughs> all the lovely words people want to say and about we shall overcome, well, mm, it ain't happening, okay? So what is white replacement theory? <clears throat> is a racist ideology seeping from the internet. That's what it is. It came from the internet. As reported by uh, Associated Press, they did a very good article on this. Basically, um, ideas from the Great Replacement Theory filled a racist screed supposedly posted online by the white 18-year-old accused of targeting this black people in Saturday's rampage. They're trying to confirm that is that actually came from him. But in the meantime, uh, conspiracy theories say there's a plot to diminish the influence of white people. And these believers say the goal is being achieved through immigration of non-white people into society that have been dominated by white people. Bottom line is they feel like, you know, they also, it's, it's interesting, the conspiracy theory, more racist adherents believe Jews are behind the so-called replacement um, plan. White nationalists marching <clears throat> at Charlottesville, Virginia rally that turned deadly back in 2017. Shannon, you will not replace us. Jews will not replace us. Unquote. Uh, mainstream view in U.S. is baseless. Suggests that Democrats are encouraging immigration from Latin America to replace traditional American voters. You know, come on, people. Um... All I can say is back in 1978, The Turner Diaries is a book that a novel that's written by William Luza Pierce under the pseudonym of Andrew McDonald really talks about a violent revolution in the United States with a race war that leads to the extermination of non-whites. The FBI called it a Bible of the racist right. Okay. Um, and then Renard Camus, a French writer, published a book in 2011 claiming that Europe was being invaded by black and brown immigrants from Africa. He called his book La Grande Remplacement. Okay, <clears throat> this is what's going on. We're going to continue to see this, this, this occur in America and elsewhere. Um, what can we do about it? Look, Brick by brick, family by family, we need to really learn and get to know people beyond the highlights that you see on news. Um, if you are in your little corner of your community and you have not engaged with someone of a different culture, you're always going to just refer to what you see on the news and be afraid and start having these internet thoughts interrupt the reality of life. Um, one of the greatest things that I've had to deal with and be encouraged to deal with is the diversity of the world. My mom put me in a non-black school in high school and trust and believe I had all the intention to go to an all black school just because that's what I was used to. I grew up in a black community. I didn't have white people in my community, Italians, Greeks anybody from other ethnic groups at all and 
she said, look, you're going to be living in a world that's not just black. So you need to be in uh, a school that will expose you to all kinds of different culture, diversity. And it, it, it was a great experience. My high school had great classes. I had different teachers, not just black teachers, all kinds of teachers from different cultures. We had international activities, including like, you know, and even something as simple as an international food day. And what we got up and talked about the food, the where origin of the food and shared our different items with each other and talked about our cultures. Um, that's not happening in some of these neighborhoods where people are feeling fearful about people be, of themselves being replaced. And I don't know what the solution is. I usually have something positive to say, but this is hard because, you know, as a woman of color, I have a target on my back anytime I'm in a community. I could go in and out of the store. Somebody could decide they don't like me or that I did something that I didn't do. I can be locked up, thrown in jail based off of a lie. We've all seen the videos where people of color are studying and they get in trouble. They're at a coffee house and the police are called. Police are called to black people all the time. And it, it makes me go back to how this young man was um, arrested. If that was a black individual, and I, I hate to bring race into it, but if that was a, a black individual, I don't know, know if it would have been a, a uh, peaceful arrest. This young man was arrested with no issues, no violence, or anything, but if it was someone of color, I think the person would end up getting murdered because they're black and they got a gun. Now, I will say the individual in New York City, he was black and he got arrested peacefully, but we don't see that many of those. We see more um, people, you know, going through these, especially after murdering. This man murdered 10 people and the, I mean, maybe it's just the police work. Maybe they got different energy over in Buffalo where they wanted to take him in and not kill him because I know in other places in the country that may have not happened. So it's very interesting to me. But like I said, prayers for the family. I don't know what we can learn about this. How many more stories of these stories do we need to see to know that we need to love each other, that we need to respect each other? How many more of these stories you can't blame people who went to a grocery store who were just living their life and did they deserve to die? Absolutely not. Just because you're targeting an all-black uh, neighborhood doesn't mean you're going to kill all black people. Black people live in all over the country and not just in, quote unquote, all-black communities. I don't. My community is very diverse. And I'm probably 3 to 4% of the black population in my community. Most of the people in my community are white. <laughs> I mean, so... You know, I have friends that live in all kinds of parts of the country, suburbs, they're in the inner city. I have friends in the country in rural areas that are black, but maybe the neighborhood is not all black. Um, get out of your own head and stop going to the internet for direction of your fear. You need to work out your fear by having conversations, but also, I don't know, I just hope that they don't, you know, make this case where this guy is like, oh, he had a mental breakdown because 
This young man, I forgot to mention, he drove 200 miles from his home to Buffalo to commit a crime and to murder people. Let us keep that in focus because I don't know how long this inbred hatred was with this young man, but it was with him for a long time. And this ain't just no mental breakdown. This individual has had fear of African-American culture for a while, you know, and what can we do? We can pour love into each other and respect each other, but you guess what? It takes family by family to do that. And you have to undo the damage that's been done by the internet. The internet is cool for a lot of things, but if you get sucked into a rabbit hole of uh, conspiracy theories and you start thinking that everybody is out to get you or you're going to be replaced, we're going to continue to see these stories. And we have to continue to send positive thoughts to each other because some people in society will be, you know, targeted, such, my, uh, such as myself, who have done nothing to anyone. But just by being black, that's a fear. I'm waiting for the day, y'all, when I wake up and I have to see these stories. But ain't today ain't that day. We continue to see these stories, you know, over and over a couple of years, you know, everybody goes through all the the song and dance of I'm sorry to see that this happened, but this has happened so many times. When are we going to get tired? And it's not just a gun issue. It's not just a mental health issue. It's, it's some real issue of racism in this country that is inbred. Domestic terrorism needs to be taken serious in this country. Until it isn't, this will continue to happen. I have nothing else to say on this subject, but I will keep you updated if there are some updates on the case as this is a developing story. Again, my prayers to the Buffalo community, family members who lost their loved ones last weekend. Peace, y'all. Be well.